0: When you give smart women a five year plan, simple business strategies, and a positive mindset, it's amazing how fast your business can grow. Welcome to the Fast Track Woman Podcast with your host and business strategist, Tara Bowman. She helps women business owners stop winging it and board the fast track to success. When she's not making high flying dreams a reality, you can find her traveling to random destinations, desperately tracking down Chanel brooches. Or sipping overpriced coffee drinks. Her purpose in life is to help you build a profitable first class business, smooth out the bumpy ride, and finally have more time, energy, and freedom. So buckle your seatbelt because this episode of The Fast Track Woman takes off right now.
1: Welcome back to The Fast Track Woman. I am your host, Tara Bullman. And episode 73, here we are. And it is the second part of the series that I have called Systems That Sell. And today's episode is going to be all about how to get visible through strategic marketing. So if you haven't listened to the first part of the series, which is episode 71, Creating Your Signature Offer, then I recommend going to that first because that is really the step one. Before you can figure out how you're going to market, we need to be clear on what you're selling. So that to me is always a step one. So we don't want to know what to sell. We're going to know how people are going to find out about us so that we can generate leads. And then the third and final part of the series is going to be how to sell. Okay. So super excited to jump in to this episode. It is all about getting visible, which may bring up something for you. So I often work with extremely smart women who are amazing at what they do and are willing to literally give their arm to help somebody. So very kind women. And what I also know for sure is there is some fear that comes around getting visible because people might find you out and here, I'm here to tell you the good thing is that's the point. So we want people to be able to know you're there to serve them. But of course, some underlining things are going to come up around, you know, all these insecurities. Uh, I often say, and I've probably said it 50 times in this podcast, if you don't know all your insecurities as a woman, open a business because they'll come rise into the top and around marketing and also around sales is where all these things will come up. So I want to break down this episode to give you a framework that you can follow that's super simple, and I'm also going to tell you while it is simple, there's also going to be resistance around doing it because it's not a matter of knowing what to do. Chances are you know what you need to do from marketing, but doing it is the harder part. So let's think in terms of why things come up. Well, I mean, we may have had visibility trauma in our childhood growing up around being visible or, you know, if you were the smart kid in school, you didn't want to take too much attention. Don't look at me. I know for me, you know, I often say now, and it's like, this is probably the first time I'm bringing up my dad in this, the podcast after he's passed. And one thing he was, he was a lead singer of a rock band. And so he owned the stage. He was made to entertain, but growing up, I wasn't that child. And when I would go to his gigs, he would be so excited. His family would be there and he'd be like, Hey, everyone look over there. There's my, there's my daughter. And, you know, if I was five years old, seven years old, whatever. And I just remember just being like dying inside because people would turn around and look at me and I did not want that attention. And so some people are made for the stage and they're all like, look at me. I mean, look at me. I know a woman who purposely like would come to events and she always wore bright yellow or bright purple or bright red because it was like, she thrived on, on that when she would walk in the room, like I'm here. Right. And everyone would turn and it just, she was very charismatic. And then I know other people who would go in and, you know, and, and I still find myself doing this too, but it's like, I wear a lot of black. And I I do it for two reasons. One, well, three makes you look thinner. The second is it's a system, right? I don't have to overly think about what I'm going to wear or whatever. There's a reason. There's the little black dress, right? It's versatile. And then the third part is sometimes I just like to blend and I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm saying this as somebody who has been on this journey for 11 years as a business owner, pushing through this myself. So I'm here to share with you what I've learned and what I've experienced working with hundreds of women entrepreneurs privately and speaking to thousands of them is if being visible is scary to you, you know, you're not alone. And how do you get over it? Two ways. (laughs) One, you just have to do things scared and you push through and realize you do something and you didn't die. Right. And then it's easier the next time and the next time that's through like just pure grit. And that's how I originally built my business. And I did everything scared from the first time getting on stage and having a microphone and reading my script, like with my teeth chattering, because I was so nervous to the next time using my notes and not being as nervous to now I can hop up on a stage and like, it's like no big deal. So, but that has been through just years of doing and pushing through and just wanting to improve and and do the best I can. So there's the grit way, which may, may be what you have to do. And then there's also the, you know, let's deal with some of the trauma that happened in the past that made you not want to be super visible and make, you know, the fear of, um, showing up and people knowing about you and like looking at you and sharing your photo on, you know, social media or, you know, things like that like there's some things that we can do working together to to push through that through a uh, a technique that I that I use so you know there's two ways to it one's really fast one is works too the whole grit like I did that until I knew there was methods that would actually like remove you know the trauma that I experienced around too many eyes being on me and how I knew that was something that was holding me back was I wasn't being consistent in my marketing and when I wasn't consistent because it was like, there was just, I don't know, it felt too heavy. So my business would be like on this, like hamster wheel all the time because I would find anything to do, but do marketing. Like I would, I don't know, organize my office or do things that weren't letting people know I was there to, to serve them. I didn't want to seem too braggy. I didn't want to talk about myself. I hated sharing my pictures on social media. Um, you know, all those same things came up for me too. And, you know, I just, over time I did it and would get a result and then I would do a little more and get a bigger result. And then I learned like, Oh, I could have like (laughs) fast-tracked all that through, you know, doing some work on, you know, I would always be like, I don't have childhood trauma. Um, This woo-woo stuff is crazy. That was always me until the right teacher came in. And then, I knew I had to go through and do this for myself before I could start doing it and helping my clients. So anyway, backstory there, visibility is necessary for people to know that you're ready to serve them. And so just like when we get into sales, some people, let me just back up. Some people will think, oh, visibility, bring it on. I can do that all day. But when it comes to asking for the sale, that's where I freak out, which is what we're going to get into in the next series in episode 75. And that's going to be in two weeks. So some people either have an issue with both. Some have just the issue with being visible, but can you know close all day long. That's rare, but it's still there. And then some people have the issue with, um, no issue with being visible, but when it comes to asking for the sale, it's a struggle. So wherever you fit in, that's fine. Uh, this framework's going to work for you. And I want you to know that even if you don't have the issues around being visible, I want to give you some things that may show up to make it seem like, Ooh, maybe there is something there. The main one for me was being that I like to be number two. I never wanted to be the CEO. I always want to be the vice president or I want to be the number two. And I was a dang good number two. Very good. Because my whole job became around making them look good because guess what? Then that spotlight would stay on them. It would never come to me. So I was very comfortable being the behind the scenes person down to everything. (laughs) So, you know, and it was, so I had to push through a lot of that type of stuff in order to be comfortable being out front, because when you're out front, that's when you can lead, that's when you get to make an impact. That's when people know about you that you can help them. And you can see how then when you have your signature offer, which is the main thing that you're known for on how you sell and you have it priced fairly, then you want to get the leads so that you can sell that signature offer, right? So that's why I'm doing the Systems That Sell series. All right, so step one in getting visible around your strategic market is you have to know your perfect customer. And not this isn't just like, oh, what's my target market or the demographics or the whatever. This is really knowing him or her. And there's a reason they're called the perfect customer because chances are they don't really exist. But if you could create them, you want to, you will like my perfect customer is like a hybrid of like five of my favorite customers. And then I named her Her name was Jillian. And it was so cool because then it took a few years, but I was so focused on, serving Jillian that I actually got a client and her name was Jillian. Ah, I love it. And I have never known a Jillian besides Jillian Michaels. So I don't even know where that name came from, but it was really cool how you can actually create this. So two, two things about your perfect customer. One, you want to know them like they're your best friend. You want to know the struggles, what's keeping them up at night. You want to know where they want to go. You want to know, of course, demographic type of things. Where do they live? What do they do? How many, do they have children? Are they married? Like that kind of stuff? Yes. You want to know things like where do they like to shop? What brands do they resonate with? What are their values? That kind of stuff. Very much their hobbies, all the things. And what is really cool is your perfect customer is a blend of probably the favorite people you've worked with and people who you'd like to work with and a little bit of yourself, right? Because, you know, you want to have things in common like hobbies and values and stuff like that. The big key being you want to make sure your perfect customer has the ability to pay you. They have the ability to pay you to afford your signature offer. So I know a lot of us have a heart for serving people who are, you know, and because everyone, you know, has some struggles in their life, right? But it's just as easy to go find a perfect customer that has the ability to pay you, your value, your worth, than it is somebody who would really struggle and whatnot. So make it easier on yourself. We want them to have the ability to pay and afford you at your signature offer prices, okay? So that's number one around strategic marketing. The second thing, we want you to be everywhere to that perfect customer. And when I say everywhere, it's not everywhere, it's in quotes. It, It really is about being the big fish in a small pond, right? So we want to refine that perfect customer down to a point where, you know, there's a reason they say the riches are in the niches. So we want to bring it down to where it makes you a little uncomfortable, but yet open enough to where people, if they are within 50% of your perfect customer traits, they're a great fit. So that's what I love about doing a perfect customer profile is because we're not going to land... 100%. 100%. I mean, it's possible. But what if we're in the 60%? You're 60% aligned in values and hobbies and you know, understanding their struggles and this and this and that. Like, You're going to get big results in helping that person. So I want you to be everywhere. And I'm going to teach you in step three, how to be quote unquote everywhere to that perfect customer. Because we need to know how your perfect customer learns, like how they learn and in what platforms they use to gather information to make a buying decision, okay? So when I say be everywhere, it's really about being where your perfect customer is. And it has to also match with where you're willing to show up. So for instance, if your perfect customer is loves reading online blogs. Are you willing to have an online blog that you are going to commit to and key, you know, add the keywords and be consistent and write a blog every week. If your perfect customer loves to go to networking events, are you willing to show up at networking events to meet him or her? Okay. So we want to be in alignment with them. So that's what be everywhere to that perfect customer means is like oh i read your blog oh i met you at, at that networking event you're everywhere right and so i'm going to share with you in step 3 which is around having one main marketing channel for one of three for all three of my subcategories that you're willing to commit to so let's make this like your marketing pl- like platforms your marketing no or we'll say non-negotiables that you will commit to because there's a million things you could do for marketing. One million and 500 gazillion things, which isn't even a number. Tons you can do. And that's where the overwhelm starts creeping in as a woman business owner. You're like, oh boy, my competition's doing that. I guess I should need to do that. Oh, wonder if I should, because we think every new marketing channel is going to be the new magic pill that's going to open the floodgates for all the paying customers to come. And a lot of the times we're sold into that strategy. And then when it doesn't happen, we're completely disappointed. So I want you to drive this yourself and have a main marketing channel in the areas of what I call traditional marketing, online marketing, and social media marketing having one in each category because i don't want you to completely double down on all things social media and only social media i mean you can it's just going to take you a longer time in a lot of sense and of course there's always going to be the anomalies is that the word anomalies the you know outliers that have just rocked it and never had to go outside to ever meet anybody in person because they just rocked it on social media and now they're gazillionaires. Of course, there's going to be those outliers. I want you to be on the fast track and I want this to work for you. So because of that, if you mix up your main marketing channels using all three platforms I'm going to share with you, that's all you got to do. And when you stay consistent with it, that's it. So it's nothing complicated. It's just about consistency and it's about being where your perfect customer is. So let's talk about traditional marketing methods. I want you to pick one, just one. So I can rattle off 5 million ways that you can use a traditional way to market your business. What I can also tell you is I've got friends who are multimillionaires who are do not have a website and have, don't do social media and they do a couple of the traditional things and it works for them. I can also tell you I have friends who are only online, rarely use social, never do anything traditional and rock it. And the same thing with social media. We've, we've all heard the success stories. But when you pick one from each category, it's a faster way to your perfect customer because most people do some do something and they show up traditional mar- through traditional channels. They're they want to do something on the online side and then they're also on social media. So don't go all in on just one. I want you to pick one thing for each category. Traditional marketing examples one would be going to networking events, another one is doing complimentary consultations and having conversations, one is volunteering your time through giving back and being on nonprofits and, you know, and, and just meeting people like tr- traditional can be billboards. It's like, you're being in a mag physical magazine. These are traditional, what I would call old school ways of marketing yourself, connecting people, literally sending text. Picking up the phone and just calling 10 people a week and check in with them. I mean, there's so many things that can be done in a traditional standpoint. And one of them could also be putting together a round table where people in your industry that, you know, are ideal customers would be hanging out or something like that. Going to conferences, that kind of stuff. Getting cheek to cheek is very traditional. I want you to pick one. Cheek to cheek quote unquote, old school way that you're going to market your business where your perfect customer is also showing up as well. That's traditional. Now I want you to pick one way. I'm not saying you can't do two or three traditional. Of course you can, but I want you to pick one to, and keep the main thing, the main thing, anything else you add to is going to be because you want to turn up the faucet because you need more customers. Okay. You want it to be seen more so you can turn up the faucet, but I want you to pick one way that you're going to no matter what show up at and then commit to it for a minimum, minimum of six months before you throw it out and say, Oh, well, that didn't work. Give it six months. If you join a networking organization, don't just join and expect to like the next day, get five new customers, show up, participate, raise your hand at You know, another traditional marketing method is to be on, you know, boards or be on leadership teams, that kind of stuff. Anything you can do that establishes leadership, do that, like show up. If you join a a networking organization, don't just go to one event and be like, well, I didn't work. No, the whole thing is, I think a big issue that is happening in the world with marketing is a lack of trust. So you may have to go to three events in a row before people even remember your name. So you just got to be in it for the long haul. So I want you to think of one traditional marketing method that you're going to be like, yep, that sounds like mine. I love it. And then anything else you do is icing on the cake, the cherry on top. But one needs to be the cake. (laughs) Okay, so one traditional way, one online way. And when I say online, the reason being, because usually they're all interactive, right? If one of your traditional ways is to be a speaker at events, okay, well, you need an online thing to drive people to and, you know, and vice versa. And like, even on the social media side, you need to be able to promote your online thing. You need to be able to promote your traditional thing. They all play and they intermingle. And this needs to be something that you enjoy doing. You're proud to promote and your perfect customer is also there too. And they actually want it. So from an online perspective, the most common is to, well, obviously your website needs to be your home base. We don't want to rely on any social media channels to be your home base because we can't control that. Your, your website is something you, you can control a little, a little bit more. I mean, you may not own WordPress, but you can control the platform a little bit more. So I like to drive everybody to terribleman.com. So having your website and if you don't have a website yet, a I mean you can do a website very inexpensively and easily on wix.com, wix.com, squarespace.com. Or if you want to, you know, drive people to you know somewhere. We want you can just get a lead page, which is just like a single page that you can have created. That gives them something for free. We want to give value. So I have my blog, but my main thing is I have a lead magnet and my lead magnet is called destination success. So people know these as quote unquote ethical bribes. Hey, if I give you this thing, will you give me your email address? So then once you download destination success, which is like an amazing workbook, I have all my paid clients. It's our step one so that we understand where they're going to be in five years. I need to know that so I can help them they need to know that too, because we need to have a common goal. So I give away destination success, the workbook, the five-year planning workbook on my website. Once they download it, I want them to consume it. So I'm going to send some emails through an autoresponder. I use Kartra. Some people use active campaign, convert kit. There's all kinds of tools out there that allow you to send follow-up emails. And then I'm, I nurture them through emails and then, Hey, do you want to hop on the phone and have a consultation? Or do you want to, you know, here's some more things. Like I want them to, I want them to experience me at no cost so that I can provide value. What am I doing? I'm building trust the same way it would be the equivalent of me showing up to three or four networking events without asking anyone for anything. How can I help you? What's your biggest thing in your Like I'm showing up to help. And the more you show up in service, the more It's really cool. Like you get things back in different ways. I'm not ever tied to if I refer three people to you, are you going to refer three people to me? No, like that's exhausting. I'm not going to spend time doing that. So from an online perspective, you want to either have a lead magnet. It may just be you have your website. It may be that you have a podcast. Like listening to a podcast is a very online platform. It may be you have your... You know, I guess YouTube would kind of fall into social media, but you have some way to be able to nurture people and drive them online in a way that they like to consume information. So podcasters, you're listening to this podcast because you're smart. Like usually smart people listen to podcasts. I love working with smart women, which is why I spend the time and energy and money podcasting. I, it's, it's a great platform, you know, and if you like to work with, you know, that same type, you should be podcasting too, or be a guest on someone's podcast. Like that's another easier way in some sense to be online. You also could be featured in top publications online. You can use SEO search engine optimization to have keywords built in so that when people are Googling for things, you're going to come up. So these are some online things that you can do in order to connect with your perfect customer. Then the third one is social media. And I broke those out separately because I feel they are, they need to be separated. Social media is something in its, in its own. And, you know, over the last 10 years, people have been like, social media, like is going to be the everything. If I'm not on social, forget it. And it's great. Absolutely. Is it a sales platform? Yeah, for some people. But I like to think of it in terms of a way to establish connections with people. So social media, make one platform your home's home base. It's not overwhelming when one is your home base. Could you be on Facebook, Snapchat, Clubhouse, LinkedIn, Instagram? Yes, you could, Twitter. I mean, there's and there's gonna be a million more by the time you're listening to this, possibly too. So social media, it goes well. Oh, Pinterest. I can't forget about Pinterest. Social media is done well when you just have the one platform that you like to play at and you need to enjoy it. And your perfect customer needs to be hanging out there too. So if you're trying to target, you know, moms in their twenties to forties, Pinterest is fantastic. Uh, Creatives and visual people, Instagram is great. Facebook, you know, they all have their own like demographics associated to it. Corporate and professionals, LinkedIn, clubhouse, audio learners. Like it's really quite cool how you can really get in the mind of your perfect customer and say, where are they hanging out? And then ask yourself, okay, I need to hang out there. Am I going to find this interesting? And am I going to be consistent at it? So there's things that can be done on social that also like when I post on Instagram, it automatically pushes to my Facebook business page and whatnot. And, you know, there's some things you can do there, but when it comes to being consistent and when people look at my Instagram, cause that's my main one. So I'll tell people, like, if I'm speaking, where can I meet, connect with you? Hey, you know what? I love being on Instagram Inbox me there. DM me like that kind of thing. My main thing for business is Instagram. Of course I'm on Facebook. Of course, I've got a LinkedIn page and all that kind of stuff too. I just, I I check LinkedIn maybe once every few weeks, Instagram. I'm on multiple times a day. (laughs) So, um, you know, you find your, your one thing and you, and you just, that's where you show up from a business perspective and it is strategic. So you don't go to my link or my Instagram anymore anymore, but it's been years. This took forever for me to learn. But 10 years ago or whenever I first got on Instagram, it was kind of like, I didn't quite understand how to use it for business. So it would be like, Oh, here's a picture. Oh, here's my kids. Oh, here's me going on a walk. Oh, here's the, and it was like very just random. Cause I was like, didn't understand the platform until I was like, Oh, you know what? This needs to, I need to be strategic about this because if you want to grow your Instagram, it's about being consistent and then having the predictability of what you're going to be sharing or else you're going to lose followers, gain followers, lose, and be like, uh, I don't really care about what you ate today for lunch, Tara. I just came on because I want your business advice <laughs> or, you know, um, I, you know, so I have like four main categories that I post about being, you know, business. I like my Chanel brooches. I'll have my dogs and like, you know, motivation and tips and strategies and stuff like that. Do I occasionally post some? Yes, of course. But like, I want to be, because I'm, I'm a human being, but you want to be strategic about what you want, what you post, because you don't want to seem completely random. And remember, people like predictability. And it also makes it easy. Like, what are you going to post? Oh, one of my something for my four or five categories. So you want to get really clear on that. And so on social media, like on Facebook, you know, if people are my personal friend, I mean, you're going to see, oh, my son graduating, oh, this and that. My husband and I are going on a date night. You know, what's, you know, your favorite food? Like whatever, like it's personal. You know, I don't necessarily use it for business, but on my Facebook business page, I want it to be about what I do and like how I can serve women entrepreneurs. In my Facebook group, I have the Fast Track Club. So if you're not in the Fast Track Club, come to the Fast Track Club. Just go to the group, search Fast Track Club and come join us because I'm all about giving value there. No cost, just about value and and building a community, that type of thing. So have your one social media thing that you're consistent at because that's, what's going to get the result. And so when you look at other people in your industry that you think are quote unquote, killing it and crushing it, their only thing separating them and you is their consistency. I can promise they've may have been doing it even less time than you, but like they've been consistent at it. So if you launch something and only two people buy it, launch it again, because four people are going to buy it, launch it again, you know, and then you'll get eight people. And it just all heaps that momentum. It just, you got to ride that. And you got to be willing to like say, oh, well that didn't work. Let me try this. So That's all it is from a a visibility standpoint is consistency and showing up in one of the main three marketing channels. Pick one that you do that's traditional where it allows you to get cheek to cheek as best as you can. Another, pick one thing that's your online thing. Like maybe if yours is just, you send out a weekly awesome newsletter, that's your online thing. Hey, join my, you know, here's how you join my, get a weekly email from me. Because I do that and I'm consistent with it. Not saying you can't do many things, but let's just start with the one thing. In social media, hey, this is the main platform on social platform that I like to hang out on. Come join me. And let all three of those be in alignment with who you want to serve and where your perfect customer is hanging out. And boom, you have a recipe for strategic marketing that works and gets you visible. But for some reason, Too many women aren't willing to show up consistently and do the things. And if that feels like you, let's talk. Cause I don't want you to stay in where you're spinning your wheels. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. So to recap, we need to number one, know your perfect customer that has the ability to pay you very clear. She needs to, he or she needs to be your best friend, your imaginary best friend. The second thing we want to be quote unquote everywhere to your perfect customer And the third thing is have one main marketing home base in the areas of one in traditional, one in online, one in social media, and then lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat until you're like, Oh, I'm sure people are so sick of hearing me talk about X. Perfect. Keep going (laughs) because it's working right. Lather, rinse and repeat. And then minimum do it for six months. And then tweak when necessary, because you can look at all the analytics of things if you want. And really, if you don't want to go check your Facebook analytics or whatever, here's what will tell you if it's your marketing's successful or not. Are you getting more followers, more engagement? And most of all, are you getting new paying customers? Because if you're getting plenty of paying customers, that means your marketing is working. And how do you also, how do you know if your marketing is working? You ask your customers or your potential customers, where'd they hear about you? I love asking. I asked that question. That's the last thing on my consult intake form. Where'd you hear about me? I'm curious because it tells me where I need to be doing more of. So, and another traditional one I didn't talk about is having a referral program. 85% of our new leads as small business owners come from referrals So if you have something in place, it's like, Hey, if you refer me, I do this for you and can talk to people about that. You're creating that invisible sales force, which is amazing. And I say that because that is one of my top three. So I'm people find me through my SEO because I've been doing this forever, like 11 years search engine optimization. Hey, I found out about you when I Googled business coach for women or or whatever words they use. So SEO for me works referrals are amazing and my website, my freebie download. That's what works for me. But I have plenty of clients and other people that network like crazy, like, you know, and I also do speaking and whatnot, but it's like, they're great networkers, connectors of, you know, so like do what works for you and what feels good and what lights you up. And then your perfect customer will just be like, You're everywhere, which is what we want, which is what we want. And as you need to ramp up, because you're having a launch or you need more customers, turn up the faucet instead of being, you know, on only Facebook and running a Facebook group, add in LinkedIn to it, you know, like you can add to, but always keep your home base, the home base until your analytics after six months tells you it's not working. Then quit throwing money at something and hoping it's going to work, but give it six months. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> so those are the three steps to have to getting visible and having strategic marketing and creating a system that sells. Cause when you have the system really is, I do this thing from a traditional standpoint, I do this thing from online and I do th- this social media platform and I'm consistent with it. That's a system. And when you do that, You have visibility built in that then we're going to move into, okay, great. Once you're visible, how do you take it to the next step and have that person become a paying customer? And that's going to be episode 75 for the last part of the systems that sell series is selling. So tune in for that for sure. But in the meantime, don't be afraid to be super simplistic with your marketing and be super consistent with it. That's it, right? Everything else is noise. All right, so if you want to learn more about how we can work together, you can check out t e r r a b o h l m a n n T-E-R-R-A-B-O-H-L-M-A-N-N.com. And there's a, go to the menu, it says work with me. And there's the three or I guess four options of how we could work together. So I have the group program, which is the fast track woman accelerator, fantastic for startups up to hundred thousand in revenue, a done with you type of program. And then I have a one-on-one program called premier, which I don't take a ton of people one-on-one cause it's, it's, it's intensive. And that's where we do a done for you business map. And then I have the mastermind, which will be launching later in 2021 And I have the Breakthrough Lounge, which is about doing a VIP day to kind of push through some of these blocks that may be holding you back. Because sometimes it's not about the marketing. It's not about our sales system. It's not about anything. It's ourselves that are getting in the way. That's why I have the Breakthrough Lounge. So go check it out. And if you have any questions, and obviously come hang out with me on Instagram. It's my main thing. You can send me a DM. I'm on all the time. So until next time, take care and get visible.
0: And there you have it, another jam-packed episode of the Fast Track Woman podcast. Don't forget to visit TaraBowman.com, where you can get more business tips and strategies, learn how we can work together to accelerate your business success, or access this podcast episode show notes with a full transcript and links to resources mentioned today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review so that we can help serve more women business owners just like you. Until next time, here's to owning your time and valuing your worth.